Blog Talk Radio.
and especially the people who clean up at the hospital and the people that keep the, the uh, food stocked in the, in the stores uh, during these pandemic and tough times. Tonight's program is uh, dedicated to a, a personal friend of ours. He is, he's a contributor, an often contributor, and uh, he's had some rough times. Uh, Bernard Fernandez, uh, for many years, was the beat writer for boxing for the Philadelphia Daily News and the Philadelphia Inquirer, as well as being the president of the uh, uh, International Boxing uh, Writers Association. Uh, both Bernard and his wife have had some uh, serious ailments uh, in the last uh, six months, and uh, we ask you to keep them in good thought about them, and if you pray, please give them a a prayer every now and then. Uh, they're great. Uh, one good set of news from I just talked to him. And one good news set of news is that he has his third book out called Championships Round Number Three. It's available in uh, on Amazon, and uh, it's a tremendous book. Uh, some really uh, when you read his work, he actually puts you right in the middle of the fight itself or the person itself. He brings in the family, he talks about everybody, and uh, he does a tremendous job. Um, so if you have a chance, uh, both uh, championships rounds one, two, and three are now available on Amazon. Well, uh, it's nice to have everybody back. Um, Tony, uh, tell me, what do you think about Christy uh, Eubank uh, and Liam Smith tonight? It seems to be, it's getting a lot of hype all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden. I mean, it's going to be an interesting fight, but uh, they're both good fighters. Could go either way. I, I'm probably going to lean a little bit more on probably Eubanks. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an entertaining one. Yeah, at, um, yeah Smith is a, is, a, is a fighter. He'll take it right to the center of the, in the ring, and he he does not back off. But I think uh, Eubank is going to just have. Uh, Way too much power this uh, this time, and, and uh, should take him down. Um, the other the other fight that uh, is coming up very shortly is uh, Caleb Plant and David Benavides. What's your thoughts on that one? I uh, we I think we talked a couple weeks ago about that. There is Benavides is going to win the fight. That's just my personal opinion, and I think uh, mm-hmm. like we were talking about knockouts. If there's a knockout, Benavides will be knocking out Caleb Plant. It won't be the other way around. Um, I doubt mm-hmm. seriously that this one will go to a decision, but if it does, it'll be in favor of Benavides. They're, I just I like Caleb Plant, great fighter, but he was not going to pull this one off, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Kate, uh, there's a, a big fight coming on tonight with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Texera. And Hall, Glover Texier versus versus Jamar Hill. That is that that is, that is right. the uh, tonight's main, main card. Of the game. And right. tonight is uh, possibly even a bigger. Brandon Moreno versus Davidson Figueroa for the fourth time, mm-hmm. not, the, not the third time, no, not the second time, but the fourth time. It's the first time in UFC history to have four fights between between a single fighter. Um, uh, and, and you know, every single time they fought, every single ever, time they it's always been technical battle, whether 
always 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 very good grappling because the Brandon Moreno kind of brings that aspect of and speed, but the power Ross and kind of shine through with Davidson, with Davidson Picero. And they fight. It's like you know, they kind of balance each other out. And uh, I think tonight will be. I, I think it's. I think we're looking at a, a fourth a fight uh, between these two fighters, and 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 uh, I think uh, um, when first time with it was it was a draw, and I think a lot of people were, were looking at that fight. They knew they were going to fight again. But I don't think anybody ever thought it would get this far. You know, but in terms of who do I think is going to win, um, you know, last time I, I picked Brandon Moreno and he lost, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns. I think pull it out, whether it's on the ground or on the feet, to knock out David Figger. I think enough punches to, to get up the ground and get the TKO early. I think if the fight mm-hmm. is not stopped early, it's going to, it's going to distance. I don't think we're looking at uh, a stoppage. I think we're looking at either an early an early stoppage or a decision. I, I whatever whatever that is. I think I I got better right now. Okay, what do you think, Bob? What do you think, Bob? Um, I agree with what uh, Caden said that that this is, I mean, it, it's un, uh, unprecedented to have a fourth fight. Um, I think that because their first fight was a draw, these are both two phenomenal athletes. Uh, Figueroa is sitting on top right now, but Moreno was champ for a while. I, I love the Brandon Moreno story. You know, I think, you know, he, he kind of comes from nothing, works himself up. I mean, he's got a great story. Um, so I'd like to see him sit on top as well. He brings a, a ground game, but both these guys—it's—it's it's so action-packed at that weight. Um, It's—it's it, it just—it'll be a non-stop 125-pound flurry of madness with these guys. Probably throwing over, you know. It, it, again, Moreno has the power; he can probably stop uh, Figueroa in 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 the early rounds, uh, like Caden said. But uh, more than likely, it'll go the distance again. And uh, these guys got impeccable cardio, and um, they'll be. Each one of them will throw over 120 punches. It'll be it'll be phenomenal. Okay. Um, let, well, let me get back to, to you, Bob. Uh, uh, Gregory Rodriguez and uh, uh, Ferreira, um, UFC 283 uh, tonight. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? That one's. Uh, uh, who would you say, Gregory Rodriguez and Bruno Ferreira? Um, yeah. Bruno's on a nine-win streak. He uh, so he's undefeated. So this, I, I don't remember a whole lot off the top of my head about Gregory Rodriguez, but uh, Bruno's coming up and he's coming hard. Um, so this will be a, a great one in this division. Uh, see which one is that? And that'll be the 185-pound division. So these guys are tough. Um, and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Caden? 
I'm sorry, what was the question? Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, oh, your, your, your attention Bummer. span is getting I'm further and further Gregory apart. Rodriguez against Bruno Fiera. Uh, Nope. Oh, on the preliminary card. That's not the next card. Um, I I was actually looking more at uh Shogun Shogun Ruiz fight tonight. I think that I think that'll be the main event. Because um, I mean Shogun Ruiz. I think everyone if if you've been if if you've been watching UFC or any type of MMA for the past couple years. And you know exactly who Shogun really is. He is one of the absolute greats, especially when it comes to U.S. Uh, he's he stepping in the ring, or not the ring, the octagon, um, hoping to get his 28th, uh, his 28th win of his entire career. And it, it's against a man named Ihor Potiria. And um, now, now Shogun really Fighters, when they get older, you know, he's, he's definitely obviously out of his prime. You know, he's, he's no longer a guy that you think will go into a short shot and win. But he's definitely a fun watch. Uh, he, he's mm-hmm. pretty point. Uh, he's, he's a legend, so whenever he fights, always pay attention. You know, because you never know mm-hmm. last, when his last fight could be, you know. Um, now... With with his last his last fight was against OSC who is who is another legend and hopefully he'll fight very soon. He did lose that fight decision in um in, in May of last year. But you know this you know this fight here I think he actually has good potential to possibly win this fight. Um, with that being said, there are he's fighting a man who is about half of his. Age. And is a lot quicker than him, and is in his prime. Now, do I think he'll win this fight? Probably not. I hope he might retire after or soon after this fight. Hopefully, because there's nothing more that Shogun really has to prove to the world of MMA. He has nothing more, nothing left to prove at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, Ruaz is a is a is a longtime champion. You know what I mean, and one of the greats. And it just makes me sad that you know you're seeing him be the main event of a preliminary card. This guy used to be. We used to buy pay per views just surrounded around here. Um, for our boxing fans right now, uh, or anybody that's not watching the UFC, there's a fight going on right now that um, is phenomenal. Now it's heavyweight. Uh, Shamil Adurukamov, I can't pronounce it. I apologize for that. Uh, but anyway, it gets this Jalton Almedia. Now, this Jalton Almedia, this kid is a phenom. He, uh, uh, he's like, I don't know if he's undefeated in the UFC, but he's working his way up. He's 205er fighting in the heavyweight division. So he's beating up the 235er right now, the 265ers, mm-hmm. and he's a lean 205. And this guy is just a problem in the heavyweight division. And uh, so anybody not watching right now should be. Um, this this kid is going to – he will work his way to the top of the heavyweight division, and he'll be a problem. All right. Tony, we, uh, I had a chance to talk to my good friend, uh, Mr. Thurman, the other day. 
And uh, mm-hmm. he's looking forward for his uh, April 1st uh, fight with uh, Earl Spence. Uh, they have fought each other in uh, many times in as they were coming up so in, in amateurs. And they're pretty much aware of each other's uh, moves. Um, and he's pretty high on the fact that he thinks he can take him this time. Uh, my question was, is he healthy enough? Uh, he's been out uh, almost three years, two years, and uh, shouldn't. I, I thought he should have taken a uh, a, a tomato can uh, fight first before he gets up with somebody uh, of Spence's uh, caliber. What's your thoughts? I agree. I think he probably would want a tune-up fight, kind of warm up a little bit. But at the same time, he's going in this with Errol Spence for one hell of a payday regardless. So even if he does lose, right. I'm sure he's going to bank enough. And that'll yeah. probably be it if he does. Now, if he's listening right now, I love him to death. I think he's an awesome fighter, nicest guy in the world. I just, when it comes to business, I, I just don't think he's going to be able to pull it off on Spence. I would love to see a shock. Um but I do agree he probably should have had something in the meantime first to uh, mm-hmm. to get the, get the blood pumping a little bit before he jumps in with that kind of a a guy. Because uh, Errol Spence yeah. is no joke. I mean, he's, it's going to be a hard fight for sure for both of them, but I think Errol yeah. Spence will probably pull it off. Yeah. Hey, let, me, let me ask you another thing while I got here. Uh, the IBF is going to allow Tyson Fury and uh, – Alexander Usyk uh, to fight sometime the latter part of the year. Now that to me is going to be one hell of a knockdown dragout brawl. Um, both fighters are uh, are powerhouses going at, and going at each other should be uh, it should be sparks. What's your thoughts? I don't know if I've ever really said this about Tyson Fury, but yeah, the boy's big. He's um, He's got a long reach, and he's tall, he's got the weight, and he's gotten better boxing, but he's not – I mean, years ago when you were watching him, I used to thought it was a joke because I was like, this guy's not a boxer. He's just a big guy that's swinging around. If he connects, he's going to knock somebody down. If Usyk can get in on the inside on Fury, it's going to be a Sparks fight. and I, I think Usyk would have the ability at that point to possibly put Tyson on the mat but then it also works the other way around, you know, with Tyson's size and his, uh, his strength, uh, the the reach, you know, everything. If you know, if he does another one of those shots like the Deontay Waller, just you know, he's got a lot of power behind it, and uh, he can very well do the same to Usyk. But yeah, it'll definitely be a, a spark smash for sure. That one's going to be. I hope it gets signed because it seems like he just keeps getting pushed off. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, you know you, the, the operative word you keep saying there is pushing. He's he's noted for that. He'll lean on him and push him and just wear the fighter down, uh, not only with his his strength, but just by pushing him around and and uh, locking him up. But uh, yep. You know, hopefully, uh, uh, Usyk will. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, you know, uh, Usyk's yeah. gonna have to do some exercises to. to work on that, you know, getting the yeah. uh, big, you know, the big uh, knuckle draggers all across his shoulders pushing him down because, yeah, you're right, Tyson Fury's yeah. known for that, and that wears you out pretty quick. So if he, you know, 
if he really pays attention and does his homework, there is a chance he could win that fight, maybe even by knockout. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was reading uh, Ring Magazine, which is one of the use, things I use for uh, yeah, preparing for the show, and uh, they came out with some uh, some uh, their choices for the year, uh, the fighter for the year they have as uh, Dimitri Bivol. Um For the event of the year, they got uh, Katie Taylor uh, and Amanda Siriano, and, and I think uh, they they're right on both both of those. Does anybody want to contact con- comment on that, Katie? It's, it's, as far as Hello, the boxing Katie. side of it, uh, Bivol that was definitely the right call for sure. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt yeah. about that. What do you think, Bob? Katie, Katie Taylor and uh, Suriano? Um, yeah, I've heard of both of them. Um, I, you know, so I, 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 but I don't know enough about either one to pick. I, I, uh, I, I can't really comment on that one. Okay, Katie. I'm in the same boat as Bob. Now, you're in the same boat as your father right now. Come on. Just <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows. I uh, was. Caden's dad bought a, uh, what is this? Is this how big a sailboat? Uh, I think it's, it's a little over 40 feet. Nice. Nice. Yeah, um, the, the Atlantic City uh, uh, Boxing Association has always been uh, very active, with, especially since the casinos have been there for many, many years. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the big uh, fights that they almost had there was uh, uh, Dr. Chris <laughs> went after Jake LaMotta about uh, some uh, calling a, a, a has-been and all this. And Jake, Jake was there commentating on a fight, and he was going to get out of the booth and take, <laughs> take Dr. Chris on. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a, a fun night that night, but uh, uh, it was uh, you know the typical typical uh, uh, Dr. Chris you get right in the middle of it. But the the Atlantic City Boxing uh, uh, Hall of Fame has been named uh, this year. Uh, we have George Foreman, Shannon Briggs, uh, oh. David Tome, and uh, then one of the guys that. Uh, has was in the early days was a very healthy contributor to us uh, as a uh, promoter out of Philadelphia, and that's Marty Feldman. And since all those guys, I thought were were uh, mm. well uh, well deserved to to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Steve, welcome, Steve. Hey, how's it going, Butch? I want to welcome everybody too. Yeah, Easy. Got a question for you. You start to write out. Canelo right Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivol. September 1st. September 1st. What's your thought? He wants to do this again. That's my thought. Canelo wants to do this again. To be honest, uh, I'm going to find it. Kind of the same way that, that it happened the first way. Maybe a little more brutal for Canelo. May, I mean, let me tell you something. 
when a guy defeats you so defensively, decision or not, when a guy defeats you so defensively, the next time around, uh, as we see with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, it gets a little more hectic for the guy who hasn't won. Um, I'm okay. not saying Bivol uh, is okay. not a knockout fighter, and Canelo is really not capable of even knocking Bivol out. So what I'm looking for is Bivol to be a little – he's going to be safe, but he's going to take a lot more risk than he did in the first fight. Why? Because he can't. He can't. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't know why he wants to fight him again. I mean, I think it's just uh, trying to prove something. He's not going to be trying to prove. I'm sorry, Tony. You were, you were saying something, Tony. Yeah, I said. Yeah, I said. You know, he's not gonna. He's not getting knocked out. But he's not gonna beat the whole. The whole in this place. No way. It'll be. It'll be a repeat of last time. It'll be a repeat of last time. Yeah, I mean, for the money. I mean, I think Canelo could do something different for the money. But at the same time. I don't think Bivol is that risk for the money, to be honest. No, I mean, we see that at this point, I don't think that, I mean, Canelo has big, he can fight uh, Benavidez, to me, for, for more money. Well, now, I think that would be a big see because Benavidez is going to put that boy on the mat. Saul's going down face first when he fights that guy. Uh, I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is this much. As far as payday, uh, that, that, before you even see uh, Bivol again, you see Benavidez. To, I mean, I for a payday. I think uh, Canelo, as far as Bivol, he has, he's looking for revenge on the legacy. Yep, I have no exactly. problem with, I have no problem with that because to me, Bivol. Okay. Is a better fighter than Medvedev at this point, and he's a heavier fighter. So when you're dealing with a, I mean, a heavier fighter who's kind of cleared his division out. Well, I mean, I, I, I deal with Canelo as far as legacy with that. As far as money, oh no, you go see Medvedev as far as money. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, that's easy. Canelo well, got his feelings hurt, and he's trying to regain something back. He, you know, if he fights Bivol again, he's just it's just a waste of time. But I mean, it's a money thing. But you know, it'll make a few bucks. But yeah. he's just gonna have a second loss. Third to, loss. Yeah, to me, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. He's gonna have another. Well, third loss. Floyd gave him one, and Bivol's gonna give him two if he goes that route again. I, I, yes, I, I firmly think I'm, I'm in your corner with that one, Tony. Yeah. And yeah, it's talking about Bivol versus uh, Benavides before. I don't know if you're talking about Benavides and Canelo or Benavides and Bivol. I, I wouldn't be able to even comment on that one right now. That's, that'd be I, I would like fight. to see. Well, before Benavidez, I would like to see Benavidez fight at 175 anyway. He, he's he been weighing in heavy at 168, extremely heavy. He's missed a count a time or two, to be honest. Um, 
I would like to see him fight a natural 175 pounder. Uh, what I would like to see uh, Bivol do, if he doesn't do the Canelo thing, I want to see him line him and better be ever. They are the two best light heavyweights out right now. Um, to be honest, I, and, and it, it'll take me a while before I call that fight. Because I have to actually right. watch both of those two fighters. Um uh, Bivol looks a lot more technically sound. He is a lot more technically sound than uh, Better BF, but you're fighting. It's, this is not basketball. This is a fight. So there's some other factors that goes into somebody getting hit on the chin, taking it, and then bringing it right back to you, hitting you everywhere. So, yeah. Well, see, let me ask you a question. Uh, one other question before we go to our, our first guest, and that's uh, Adrian Broner and Hank Bundy. Will it talk? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Hank Bundy. When Hank Bundy was go- doing his thing, I love Hank Bundy. Um, <clears throat> at the moment, though, Adrian Broner's more recent, and I don't like He's more recent and heavier. To be honest, just just weight wise, the way uh yeah, Adrian Bones is far heavier. Mm-hmm. I I am yeah. He, he I love Hank Lundy. I love Hank Lundy. Mm-hmm. But Adrian hey, Bones, I mean Yes. Commenting on that, uh, Lundy, the same thing. I, I like Lundy, and I'm a Lundy fan. Um, I would I would be pulling for him. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll beat Broner. Um, I really would love to see him do it, but I don't think it'll happen. But I, I agree with Z. I'm, I'm definitely a Lundy fan. Love that guy. He's a good fighter. Okay. He, he's he's, he's too so old and too so little. We have two guests with us tonight. Uh, uh, Coach uh, Harold Willing from, from the Sarasota uh, Boxing Club and uh, Coach uh, uh, Larry Begley from uh, the Sarasota uh, Boxing Club. Guys, good evening and welcome to the program. Yeah, welcome. How you doing? Good. Hello. Good. Harold, why don't you tell, the, tell our, our listeners uh, the program that you're running? Uh, yes, Sarasota Boxing Club has been in existence since 1985, and we've had six different venues, and the awkward condition that we're in right now, we're without a venue, we're without a location since October, because the landlord did not renew the lease, so we've been sharing a gym in Sarasota with another trainer. And it's really awkward because it's small, and I can't get all the people from the old gym into the new gym. But we've been looking since the springtime, and rents have been so high, we have unable to uh, relocate yet, but we're getting closer. We had some publicity before the new year on TV, newspaper, and three people are promising considerable money to help us in the effort to get a new gym. Good. I noticed uh, in, in today's uh, Pearl trip that uh, they had a picture of uh, the old gym with uh, that. Uh, uh, oh my God, 
I'm going to put Marines part this. Harvey uh, 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 Vencroft had, had uh, put together that old uh, rickety uh, metal building in the back of his place. Uh, and I see now that uh, now that Harvey's going, the son is going to put a uh, housing development back in there for uh, um, in, the low-income housing. So I, I imagine that, that venue is out of it uh, altogether, huh? Yes, it is. I checked on it uh, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, with uh, uh, Tony Spain, it was a it was a coach around town for years, uh, and passed away last week. Uh, does that uh, leave any any space open for you? So, what was the question? I said I know About that Tony Spain had a, yeah had any space. Did he have any space that you could possibly use? Oh, we've been there. Yeah, that was the place we've been. Uh, uh, training at since October, so uh-huh. I'm very pleased that 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 Tony, who passed away incredibly suddenly, uh, allowed us to use that space. Very grateful and for, for, forever grateful to Tony for that gesture. Mm-hmm. And you know, have you uh, have you done anything with uh, uh, Aaron or Adam Jaco? They both have their no, own gems uh, now. No. No, that no, that's not a doable situation. Uh, we have to look for our own place. Okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, there was. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you offline on that one. But uh, so, tell, give us a, a rundown of what happens in your gym. Uh, how many boxes you have, and and you know, what stages they're in. Well, there's a, a little amateur team of about seven boxers who have various fights from zero fights who are getting ready for their first fight till uh, six fights right now. That's the current team. There's been many amateur boxers over the years. In fact, we had the best amateur record in the state of Florida for many years, but we rarely fight anymore uh, in the amateur program. USA Boxing has different components to it have, that have made it um, untenable for me personally to continue with that. So we fight for other sanctioning organizations that are still legal in the state of Florida. So mm-hmm. there are not as many fights as I would like the amateurs to have. So we have to make up for it by going and getting excellent sparring around different parts of Florida. Okay. Do you uh, get up to, uh, to the 49th Street Gym with Dan Birmingham? And, yeah, do you, do you, right. Mm-hmm. I've been going there for years. Yeah, I've been going to the mm-hmm. Winky Wright, Jeff Lacey, uh, Keith Thurman right. Gym for years. Yeah, Keith is, uh, uh, Keith is we, Keith's a good friend of ours. He's, he's on here a lot of time. But, but, uh, and so is Dan. Dan's a, a tremendous uh, guy. and uh, He and Ed, Edner Cherry were... Uh, are very close to to our family. Uh, okay. The, uh, Larry, Larry, tell me what you, what your uh, what your position is. Uh, my position is uh, uh, I am a, a coach, assistant trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I help out with mm-hmm. the fighters, train the fighters. I help Coach Harold, uh, being that Coach mm-hmm. Harold used to train me when I was a fighter back mm-hmm. in the day. So I feel like you right. know I come on, come back to give back. Um, I do mm-hmm. most some of the conditioning and some of the training, you know, 
and we we split it up and we do our thing. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you were telling me uh, your nephew is is boxing also. Yes. Yes. I'm telling about yep. How's he doing? Okay, yeah, uh, nephew was supposed to buy a box tonight on the Don King show in Miami, but situations happen that's too much to unpack really in this telephone call, but hopefully he'll be on Don's next show. And there mm-hmm. was talk for a while back in September, October, that he was going to be raided, um, Coach Lawrence's nephew and my guy who I know since the age of 10, he was going to be rated number one in the WBC cruiserweight, and he would have a shot at uh, Ilunga Makabu, who's the current world champion in the WBC. But that changed, and Johnny Langston's fight that would have been tonight was just a defense of his national, his NABA cruiserweight title. But he's currently mm-hmm. ranked number eight in the United States on box rec. Okay. Good. Well, guys, if, is there anything else we can we can uh, help you with? It, it, you know, you're always welcome here on the show. Um, is there is any further news you want to get out for, for our listeners? Well, just if any listener knows uh, of a location or knows somebody in Sarasota that would know of a bare bones warehouse, twenty two thousand twenty five hundred square foot. No air conditioning required. We actually don't want air conditioning in there. Our gyms have been sweat boxes all these years, and it's worked. Mm -hmm. So that would be an amazing thing if any listener could get with you or get with us directly about a place. Okay. I'm sorry, Coach. I I just wanted to ask one thing, Coach. And I want you to explain directly to our listeners why do we not want air conditioning or or fans? Let's be honest, because I've been in gyms or fans. No, why do we want those in our gym? I'm not averse to a fan, but air conditioning is something that I've always been against. It's it's kind of adverse to what you want to have in in a boxer in terms of training. We want boxers to sweat. To maneuver, to maneuver in very hot conditions so that when we do get to fight night and there is air conditioning, it would be like uh, an incredible easier experience than the training. In other words, we want the, the real fight to be uh, easier than the, than the training. You know, and what I'm going to say is this much. Uh, in, in fight conditions, you don't have air conditioning all the time either. So, like, you might fight under conditions that, you know, gym conditions, to be honest, especially coming from a hometown. If you're going to somebody's hometown, you're going to fight under dark conditions. Mm-hmm. So, if you're if you're from, uh, like, I mean, I'm going to take, for instance, if you're used to fighting in a Philly gym, they, they can have it hot there, but if you go down to Florida for a fight, it's a little different, <laughs> especially the oh, yeah. outdoor fight. Outdoor fight. Yeah, just so you'll know, Coach uh, Zito is also a, a coach. Uh, he coaches a program out of uh, Wilmington, Delaware, 
and has done a, a, a tremendous job in a, a small gym that he has. Nice to meet you, Coach. <laughs> Anybody else have a uh, have any questions for the Oh, nice to meet here? you. Oh no, always you. nice to meet anyone that that has that knowledge. I'm always, yes. you know, willing. I'm listen. I'm a coach, and I know what I'm doing. But I, I know what I'm doing enough to subside to, you know, other knowledge. So I, I do not. I am not. Uh, I, I am very humble when it comes to boxing. Boxing will humble you. <laughs> Say it again. Yes. Say that one more time. <laughs> Boxing will humble all the time. Boxing will humble you. Yes. Let me tell you something. There's nothing that will humble you to get punched in the mouth and then figure out how not to do that again. That's how not to have yeah. that happen again. That's it. Move ahead. <laughs> Keep your hands up. That's it. Sarasota Boxing Club yes, has been uh, very fortunate over the years. I've worked with three boxers that fought for the world title, in, including one who won it. And one of my boxers fought on the pay-per-view show in which um, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. We were the next fight on pay-per-view that wow. night. Wow. The fight. So, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Our referee was Richard Steele that night. You know... Richard still has his controversy, but there, and I'll say it time and time again, and I make Ty laugh every time. Mike Tyson bit his ear one time. Mills Lane, let it go. He should probably disqualify him after that. He bit an ear a second time. Mills Lane, let it, I mean, you know, he, you know, he got the foul and everything, but he did not disqualify him. At the end of the round, those lanes stopped the fight. He had to bite two ears. I always say this. He had to bite two ears for the fight. To, yeah, one ear wasn't enough for the fight to get disqualified. You had, uh, I mean, I always rag about that. Two ears, and he still didn't stop the fight. It had to take to the end of the round. Watch the fight. Watch the fight. <laughs> I'd like exactly. to say that Coach Lawrence was one of my elite amateurs and in, we were looking towards the Olympics in 1996 which I believe was in Atlanta yes, and uh, Lawrence was one fight away from that and uh, we, we didn't win that fight a controversial uh, ending to that fight with the referee thinking Lawrence was not able to continue because his hands were not up by his face, but actually he was. But that's that's what happened, and the referee stopped Richard the fight. Steele. Richard Steele. Not, not that mm-hmm. no, that Richard Steele in the in the pro fight when my guy fought for the middleweight title yeah. against Lonnie Bradley from New York. Uh, that's it. that's the one after the uh, Tyson bite. Oh. <laughs> Well, Coach, you guys are, are welcome to uh, stay on with us if you'd like, or, or you can uh, hang up. Uh, we're going to finish the program here, but uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Larry, uh, give yeah, me a call when you get a chance on Monday, and, and uh, we'll see if we can put our heads together and find find some space downtown. 
We'll, okay. we'll, yes, we'll do Frank. We'll do Frank. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, appreciate you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, Z, what do you think of Shakar Stevens versus Josh Taylor? Uh, coming in at 140. Uh, I like Shakar Stevens in moving up. <laughs> he's, he's fighting Josh Taylor at 140. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I like, and what I've seen from Shakur Stevenson, I, I really like Josh Taylor at 140 is a little different. Uh, I picture Shakur Stevenson to win off of points. He's not, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't see him really stopping Josh Taylor. I see him outcasting him. Right now, mm-hmm. Shakur Stevenson, he, to me, right now, he, he, he and I keep saying this, between that mm-hmm. 130 and that 140 level, I think he is <clears throat> kind of big. He is proving himself elite. Mm-hmm. I think uh, him and uh, Benny Haney. Mm-hmm. Benny Haney has no punching power. But mm-hmm. he, he reminds me of Andre Ward. So, mm-hmm. Chris Stevenson is here harder. And and I I think the those two have some sort of boxing acclimate that they're special and mm-hmm. I think they're going to meet one day. That's it. Good. Hey, uh, uh, Tony, what do you think of Valentino Shevchenko coming back into the ring uh, with uh, UFC 285? I'm not real familiar with him, but. Uh... I mean, I've heard a little bit about him. I don't really stay up too much with that stuff. Yeah. I love Valentina. No, no, no. I love Valentina. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she is uh, to me. She's she to me right now. If, if you don't have a, a female heavier than her, she's not. She's unbeatable. What do you think, Bob? Valentina Yeah. Hello? Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, um, She's having a real hard time finding anybody in her division, but she's finally got that girl. Yeah, you're right. And that'll be a good fight. Um, but Valentino Shevchenko, she's a beast. Mm-hmm. Okay, Katie? Bob, what about see, I mean, Do you see anybody in her weight division uh, even dealing with her? Valentina, she's getting older. She's getting a little older. Do you see anybody coming up? Yeah, I don't really pay attention to women fights like that. But like the women divisions, I I watch. I will watch. I watch the uh, the title fights when 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 they come up. Um, I always do. I'll watch all the fights, but I never really like like take time to go and look in. And see, you know, who's the rising, like who's the rising stars, and and uh, the ins and outs of all the female divisions. I've I've never really taken the time to to kind of to kind of check that out. But I mean, I will say something with, you know, with, with how Valentina fights, and you know how dominant she is, and just how 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 skilled of a fighter she is. You know, there's there's not many mm-hmm. fighters out there like her, and mm-hmm. you know for. That that that's that is a massive feat for for someone to to go out there and and beat Valentina. Now I think where her biggest challenge lays, 
And where I think if I were her, who I would want to fight is not someone in my own weight class, but I would try and move up and try and fight, um, and try and fight, uh, um, Nunez and try to fight Amanda Nunez because that also works out. Three, works out for number three. Because, yeah, number three, go off into the sunset. You know, uh, whoever wins rides off into the sunset, you know, as as, as king. I think, and I think that would be a great send-off fight for Amanda Nunez as well. Because we're, we're looking at two aging greats in, in the uh, not only in the women's division but in the UFC in general. Um, you know, these women have been some of the most uh, you know pioneering fighters in the UFC. You know, top ten most influential, and for them to be active and in their prime at the exact same time, you know, it, it's, it would be a shame to let that go, go to waste, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I think that fight, I think that fight perfectly makes sense for Amanda, perfectly makes sense for mm-hmm. Valentina. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now that, now, now that Nunez is now champion again, you know, I don't think she should fight Pena again, because I, that was, mm-hmm. that was a, a snooze fest last time they fought. And um, I don't think the fans want to see that again. I don't think Dana wants to see that again. Um, I think the real big fight they should target next is Valentina versus Nunez. You know what, Caden? I kind of agree with you, except for one thing. Pena, we've seen uh, the the, the second one, and Pena got destroyed. She deserves the third one. I think paying it to start the third one, and outside of that, I, I do think that Valentina and Nunez are, are, are the right-on matches for each other, for the simple fact that they have been each other's toughest matches. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. no, these two, like when they, we've seen them twice, and one we know Nunez won. One, we're going to give her clear. Second one, eh, I'm going to say that one. The second one, no. It's debatable. Mm-hmm. We need to say a third one okay. between those two. For the simple fact that uh, the matter of they, I mean, we've seen them against other competition, and they're, they have been each other's toughest competition. Mm-hmm. Right. They as far as uh, as far as Shevchenko is concerned, she's uh, she signed uh, just recently or in the last couple of days to fight that Alex Grasso at UFC 285. But that'll be her tenth wow. straight win if she pulls that off. So ten straight she wins will. in that division kind of proves that you uh, you can't be touched. So at that point, yeah, she she should make a move to go up or retire, you know, that kind of thing. My, my my thing is this too. I never really encourage fighters to go up and wait unless it's kind of you know the only move. Uh, I don't mind a fighter dominating their weight division, and if, if, if people can't deal with that, then that's where they are. At. I, I watch uh, in boxing. I watch Andre Ward do it to a certain extent. He moved up for Kovalev. 
uh, I thought it was good timing when he fought Kovalev, more or less. But he didn't move up to fight anybody else. When Andre Moore moved up to 175, he fought, who, who, uh, my fault, he fought Solomon Barella. And that was in preparation for Kovalev. I would have done the same thing. That's the same kind of fighter to me. Solomon uh, Barella is a little bit less than Kovalev. But at the same time, Andre Ward didn't do too much dangerous things, and that's in boxing. So if it's not beneficial, I really kind of do not suggest people to move up unless either you are heavier and you're dominating your weight division as a heavier guy, as a bone density heavier guy who's capable of moving up, or you're that special. If either or, I really don't like guys moving up too much. I don't like you know heavier guys, you know cutting down too much to to, to fight in lighter weight divisions too much. I mean, I, you know that that's part of this game, but you know guys are, yeah, I I don't like guys passing on those scales stuff like that. I literally had a buddy, one of my yeah. fighters made weight, and his opponent did not, so the the, the refs weren't going to let it happen because there was too much of a pound discrepancy. So I ended up putting my wallet and ketchup bottles in his pocket so he could weigh in and fight. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to me. I'm sorry, that's crazy to me because I'm not putting um, – we had to stop a fight because, uh, like, my guy was – 230, and they wanted to put a 175 guy against him. And the 175 guy was like, that, that, no. I wouldn't put my guy, so I didn't want that to go down. And how does that look on the guy's record? How does that look, I mean, on an official fight? I'm 230, and I'll just be the guy that's 170. That, that doesn't make sense to me. That's not even a part, you know? I mean, people like fighters. You can't ask a fighter not to do that. That's, a, but just sanctioning something like that or just allowing that—that that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. That's, you know, I, I like seeing people being safe, fighters or not. All right, let me uh, let me get another one in here before we uh, have to end here. Uh, Bob, what do you think of John Jones uh, versus uh, Francois Nagano? Uh, it's not going to happen. Well, um, no, yeah, it's not going to happen. The uh, so uh, Nagano wanted he he was uh, they were uh, talking about uh, his contracts, this and that. Um, he wanted more money. He was kind of going fight by fight, um, and uh, he couldn't come to a an agreement. So Dana White cut him. So Nagano is, no, is now a free agent. He's thinking about maybe going into boxing. He was kind of thinking about that anyway. Um, so now John Jones is going to come back against Cyril Gain uh, for an uh, unclaimed title shot. So that was my yep. next one. I've been waiting. Go ahead. I've been waiting for this ahead, question Jay. all night, Pops. All night. Um, Francis, yeah, yeah. Francis Ngannou has 
uh, has been removed from the UFC roster due to uh, uh, disagreements on on his um, on, on his contracts. Uh, I think you know the UFC was was ready to make him a an offer for an eight million dollar contract. Francis declined. Now, I'm not going to say I disagree with or agree with him because obviously he knows his worth. Um, but John Jones versus Cyril Gaon is massive. We have, to me, the greatest of all time coming back to fight um, none other than Cyril Gaon, who is, I think, uh, maybe not the matchup that John wanted, but it's the perfect matchup right now stylistically for John. You have Mm -hmm. an extremely uh, talented, smart, technical heavyweight in Cyril Gaon, and you have a very strong, does whatever he wants in a fight, um, uh, a fighter like John Jones is going to come in and fight uh, Cyril Gaon, and, and if we remember the last time that Cyr- remember Cyril Gaon fought um, uh, 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 Francis. Now Francis out wrestled Cyril Gaon with one knee. You know Francis Ngannou tore his tore his ACL and I think PCL in like the first or second round of that fight, and he ended up winning in decision in the fifth round with like five takedowns. So. What do you think a healthy John Jones is going to do to Cyril Gaon? In my yeah. opinion, what I think is going to happen is, you know, if if they stay on the feet, I don't think that Cyril Gaon's going to be ready for how long John is. I don't think he's going to be ready for the elbows. He's definitely not going to be ready for the strength and the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... When John Jones, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when John Jones gets him on the ground, because it will happen more than once, mm-hmm. it's going to be very bad for Cyril Gaon. It's, mm-hmm. it, 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 it will be bloody. Now, I'm I'm a massive John Jones supporter. I, I'm one of the biggest mm-hmm. John Jones supporters of all time. I love John Jones. Ooh. I think he is the greatest mm-hmm. UFC fighter of all time. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and, and how he fights. You know, there's 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 um been a lot of mix up with him in the past with um with discipline problems, you know, in and out of the octagon. Now now he's back from um I don't know, it was like three years, three or four years since he last fought. Um now that is the biggest takeaway from John Jones. That is the biggest what if from John Jones coming into this fight. Is that we're not seeing the same John Jones as we're used to seeing, you know, we're not seeing John Jones, you know, we're not seeing uh, John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. We're not seeing that type of John Jones. We're not seeing the unstoppable John Jones, you know, back when he fought Shogun Rua. We're seeing mm-hmm. 31-year-old John Jones who hasn't fought in over three years. That is mm-hmm. the biggest what if from this fight. That is, so, now, yeah. I think that is the only reason why John Jones could possibly lose this fight is because he hasn't fought in three years. And he's coming back and fighting, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the best of the best. Uh, I, right I, now. I have one question for you, Jason. I have one question. You said the one way, the only way he could lose the fight is because he's not short. I have another way he could lose the fight. 
when was the last time John Jones was fought heavyweight? Um, Daniel Cormier. Uh, exactly. Never. That's that's all I'm saying. Now, now he hasn't been sharp, and he's never fought heavyweight. That, there it is. Um, Bob, I'm going to let you take this one over. As far as fighting from light heavyweight to heavyweight, let's go. Okay, the, all right. So I was looking up I, on my phone. So tonight there was another fighter that's actually doing everything that I'm going to say not to do. And when you go from 205 to 235, that 30 or 265 is a cutoff. That's a lot of that's a lot of math. To have. Yep. And, and and yeah, and so you you know yeah you the, the smaller the guy it's physics. The smaller you are, the faster you are. But you get a, a, a fast heavyweight, and they're putting all 265 or take uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, he cut to 265, you know. So this guy's walking around probably 285 the next day fighting somebody 205. You, you just don't do that. that. That's too much power. Heavyweights, though I fought in the heavyweight division, uh, we get paid more because we tend to knock each other out. But I would, as a fighter, I would rather watch lightweights fight because they're or women because there's a lot more action, but there is a there is a um, you'd rather watch a lightweight fight, but when it comes down to it, would you rather fight a lightweight or a heavyweight? Well, that's like asking if I'd rather fight an adult or a kid. I'm six two two sixty. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's my point exactly yeah. right there. You know, it's like I, I teach at a jiu-jitsu uh, place and stuff, and some of the black belts all the time, you know, they're like, oh, this and that, maybe I should try your class, and I'm a black belt. I'm like, yeah, but you've never been hit by a man. There's a difference. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank everybody for their for their uh, attention tonight, and it was a great show. I really appreciate it all. Um, Z. Can you give us an update on mom? Mom's doing good. She's, uh, they're, they're talking about releasing her pretty soon out in the hospital and putting her in the rehab center for a few days. Excellent. She, so awesome. we're, we're, we're looking on the bright side. Excellent. Excellent. Glad to hear that. All right. Bob, you want to lead us out? Sure, guys. Another great week. Another good, exciting UFC. It was great having our uh, special guests on, but always a pleasure talking with you four. Um, and then uh, Miss and Ty, and then all as well as God bless your guys' mom, Z, and, and, and all that. And I hope she, everything with a speedy recovery. Um, as far as our fight fans are concerned, we can't do it without you. God bless. Keep those eyes up and chins down. Have a great week. Seven nothing. Okay, uh, Z. Oh man, I love when Bob says eyes up, chins down. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you guys. I really, really appreciate the love from Mom. Uh, these shows are definitely dedicated uh, for Bob, Coach Mel, and Doctor Chris. Please, name of us here ain't fighting words. Please do call. Okay, Katie. Another great show, another great UFC card tonight. I hope everyone has a uh, a, a great week and a great night. 
and uh, it was another a good time having uh, talking to you four and uh, Z. I uh, hope your hope your mom's okay. Hope she. I'm wishing for a um, open and praying for a speedy recovery, and uh, I'll see y'all see y'all next time. Tony, uh, quick update: Eubake loses the fight in the fourth round. Liam Smith. That was done. Um, second, like to say uh, prayers to your family, Z, and wishing her a speedy recovery. And third of all, I'd like to uh, wish my my little girl a happy birthday today. Kira Hedrick turning uh, eight years old today. So my special little angel. Yeah. So we're gonna go celebrate. We'll give her our, be- our very best, and uh, I have something for her uh, that I'll drop off. Uh, Monday at the store. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, Casey can't hear it in the background. My wife is having conniption, but the Eagles are winning. Um, So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in graceful appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of the police fire services. When you're out there and see somebody in uniform, please acknowledge them. Let them know that you know they're there. It's very important. Not everybody's a bad guy that wears a uniform. Please, uh, for those of us who do uh, try to do good, please uh, just let them acknowledge them. These programs are also dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Detective Ricky Bell, Greg Childers, Detective Randy Bell. San Diego Officer Mike Hemmer, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, uh, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chief, Sergeant Chris Philippe, Philadelphia County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Arnopo Chris with Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police. Patrol Officer uh, Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artif Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrave. Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, but sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may you, may the Lord, good Lord keep you and your family always in the hallow of his hands. Good night. God bless and have a great week. Shem Alek Mayelama Shem Ahezahilma Son Hashem Nevorat Fet Hakuig Ged Mayelama
Hey, Bob, we love you and we miss you. 